Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for joining us to take a look at the book. And this time, we're going to look at the book of Daniel. Daniel is a prophet that reveals a timeline for the Gentile world. In fact, it is that phrase in the times of the Gentiles that is introduced in Daniel and helps us to understand the end-time activities of major world powers as we quickly approach the return of Jesus Christ. In the next few moments, you will listen to a portion of an introduction that I have made to my five-hour CD audio study of the book of Daniel. I hope that you will consider studying the entire book. But before we talk to you about that, let's listen now to this introduction of the book of Daniel. What is the key phrase in the book of Daniel? The Most High God used 13 times in the book of Daniel. Look at chapter 4 just for a second. Probably the key verse, chapter 4 and verse 17. Now chapter 4 we'll look at briefly in just a moment. Chapter 4 is talking about Nebuchadnezzar and his pride. But look at the last part of verse 17. And here's probably the key phrase in the book of Daniel and the whole purpose for Daniel. That the living may know that the Most High, and the phrase would mean God, the Most High God ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth to whomsoever he will and setteth up over it the basis of men. Boy, I can say an amen to that. He does set up the basis of men to rule over this world today. But the Most High God ruleth in the affairs of man. He sets them up. He puts them up. He takes them out. We're going to see evidence of that as we go through the first six chapters of the book of Daniel in just a second. Now, the Most High God used 13 times. Let me give you the chapter order. If you're going to study the book of Daniel, you need to have a chapter order. As, so you'll know how to read the book of Daniel. There's 12 chapters, but it does not all unfold chronologically one chapter after the other. The 12 chapters are as follows. Listen to me, I'll give it to you twice. Chapters 1, 2, 3, 4. Then chapters 7 and 8. Then chapters 5 and 6. And then chapters 9, 10, 11, and 12. Hope you're taking notes on these things because it is essential. If you're going to understand Daniel, you read the chapters in that order. Let me give them to you again. 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, 8, 5, 6, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Daniel counts different than we do. One more time. 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, 8, 5, 6, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Okay, now... Let me also say this, and then I'm going to dig into the book here. Uh, the book of Daniel basically is divided into two parts. First six chapters would be practical. And the second six chapters, chapters 7 to 12, would be prophetic. The practical aspect of the book of Daniel and the prophetic aspect of the book of Daniel run like hand and glove, run like a train on a two-railed track. They must go together. What I'd like to do in the time we have remaining this morning is look at the practical aspect of the book of Daniel and help you to understand that Daniel's prophecies 
are very, very practicable and can be made a practical for us. We can apply the information from Daniel and it can be very practical. Now, I know the first six chapters are pretty familiar, so that's the reason I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time. This morning, I'm going to talk about the practical aspect of the book of Daniel. Starting tomorrow morning, we're going to be looking at the times of the Gentiles, Daniel 2 and 7. And then uh, the next day, we're going to be looking at uh, the 70 weeks of Daniel, Daniel 9. We'll be looking at an invasion from outer space, and I believe there are aliens in outer space. We'll be looking at alignment of the nations, Daniel 11 and 12. So let's look at the practical aspect of the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 1, in the third year, verse 1 here, the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, into Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, unto his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God which he carried into the land of Shinar. Now, notice these things. Here, Nebuchadnezzar, when he comes in, defeats Jehoiakim, goes into the city of Jerusalem, takes the vessels from the temple, from the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, we're looking at verse 2, to the house of his God, Marduk, his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And then the king spake unto Ashpenaz, uh, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel of the king's seed and of the princesses, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding and science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning of the tongue of the Chaldeans. I'm going to quit reading there, but just tell you, he brought Daniel and the three Hebrew children. The three Hebrew children... Well, if you want to use their ungodly names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Ananias, Hazariah, and Mishael. No, you don't get a second chance after you give me the first one. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. Look at their names, verse 6. Verse 6. Now among these were the children of Judah. There's the ones that came. Daniel, Ananias, Mishael, and Hazariah. They came. Their names were changed to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Ungodly names. For these th four Hebrew men, Belshazzar was the name given to Daniel. They were brought in and they were going to be developed. They were going to learn the language of the Chaldeans. That was the Babylonian language. They were going to learn the culture. They were going to learn the wisdom. They were going to learn about astronomy and astrology. They were going to be made wise men, like the wise men that were in the court of Nebuchadnezzar. They were going to be fed from the king's table. But that, all of a sudden, is where Daniel said, wait, we can't do that. We come from out under a kosher type of approach to eating. We can't eat from the king's table. Just allow us to have just a, a little bit of ground-up vegetables is all that we need. Oh, no, oh, no. The man in charge of these four Hebrew children that they were training. The king would not allow that, and if you're not up to where he wants you to be physically as well as mentally, I will, be, I will probably be killed. He said, Daniel said, look, just allow us to eat for a couple of days, 10 days. Just allow us to eat our way, and after 10 days, if we're not as good as these others you're training up, we'll go back to eating the king's food. And they allowed that for 10 days, and after 10 days, they were fairer than all of those wise men in the king's entourage in the palace there. And so it was that uh, they continued to develop them. 
Thank you for joining us as we have taken a look at the book of Daniel, a timeline for the Gentile world powers that lead up to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is an interesting study, and you have only been able to listen to an introduction of this study of the book of Daniel. If you would be interested in the entire five-hour study, That will be delivered to you in CD form. You can call our toll-free number, and our people can tell you how you can order your study of the book of Daniel. That toll-free number is 8-PROPHECY-8. Now, that's the short way to remember it. It's translated into 877-674-3298. Or you can also go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and be able to order this study on Daniel. It is an essential study for your understanding of end-time events leading up to the second coming of Jesus Christ. By the way, let me remind you, seven years prior to the second coming of Christ, the rapture takes place when you and I as Christians will be caught up to be with him in the air forevermore. And that could happen at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...